Hey everyone, this is Austin Schur here with We Write About Music. Today I'm here with Callum McCormick, who is much better known as Cal Mac. Released on April 23rd, he's just put out his debut EP, Me, Myself, or Die. Callum, thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. I'm good. Um, What's going on in, uh, in your part of the world? just still in i think we're still in lockdown pretty much from, mm -hmm. from the whole covid stuff um, where, where exactly are you uh so i'm in a town called winsford um in cheshire okay um, and it's sort of in the middle of like manchester and liverpool um sort of north north of the country cool yeah, so hopefully you're out of lockdown and things are back to normal soonish. That would be nice. Although you guys have yeah. had a pretty pretty good vaccine effort, it seems like so far. Yeah, definitely. I think um, most of the people I know have been vaccinated. Yeah, I haven't yet, mm -hmm. but you know, most of my family have, which is which is nice. It's nice to nice. see the sort of end of it. Yeah, definitely. Well, obviously, I wanted to talk to you about your music. I gotta say, I'm loving the EP. I think it's a fantastic evolution from some of the singles that you put out late last year. It's nice, it's cohesive, but it's definitely got your signature sound to it. Uh, the first thing I want to know about is all those different genre influences that you've got going on here. Would you mind breaking that down a little bit? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, it is it is a strange one with with genres. Um, I've sort of been talking. Um, in interviews and stuff about like what main genre it sort of follows but like you said i don't think it, it follows a, a specific genre um i think a lot of my hip-hop influences have come out in this ep though right and um, hip-hop's sort of been like the sort of always my go-to when i'm writing everything's written in sort of a structure of like a hip-hop song um but when it comes to the actual sort of genre of the songs it's definitely like um when I'm writing a song, it has to feel a certain way. Yeah. So, for example, 100 milligrams was just a riff that I'd wrote on guitar. Um, and then the flow came with it sort of pretty instantly. And it wasn't until we got in the studio till it started taking a more sort of hip-hop sort of-esque. Uh, oh, interesting. Um, and then from... It's, it's definitely the environment that I'm, that I'm in. That, that contributes to it. So I remember taking it to the studio um, and the demo was just me on an acoustic guitar singing the song. And um, the guy who records was like, you know, this is a hip hop song. We should sort of, because at the time I'd just done mushroom treatment. So it, it was a strange sort of, you know, diversion, but it felt right at the time. And, and I think it sort of created my own sound. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely the standout song for, for a long time. Um, and then when it came to the EP, I have um, a guy who did three of the songs he did the, the instrumentals for. Um, he did two of them originally and then remixed 100 milligrams. Um, his name's like JDMH um, and he's a producer. Um, and for Prisoner and Just a Kid, he sent me the, I just fell in love with him instantly. I just, it, they, everything I felt at the time, I felt the music was, was perfectly matched. And, and that's where the sort of, I think a lot of hip hop elements and trap elements came in with that. Yeah. Um, and then with Rucksack, that's sort of like the one that, that stands out. I think definitely the one completely different to the other trap and um, like hard rock, like My Chemical Romance was a big influencer on that. Um, and almost grungy. 
but I have, I feel like the EP itself is just it's taking its own sort of personality. Each track I think adds a little bit more to it, and you know the, the genre itself isn't important to me when I'm writing. It's definitely the message and and, and the the tone oh. of is important. Right. I definitely wanted to talk about the production side of things a little bit because it's great. It's hard not to notice it. Um, what's all going on here? And was it, I mean, it doesn't seem like it was just you putting this together. And if not, please shout out the people that helped you put together this EP. Of course, of course. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a mixed bag, really. Um, JDMH was, was the, the sort of main driver with the EP. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked on a song together called I Can't Breathe um, late last year, and he'd remixed that song. Um, and he's really, he makes like, in the UK, grime is like a really popular sort of um, growing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been growing for a while and, now. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Grime's been been slowly getting into sort of pop culture in Britain for a long mm-hmm. time. And he is, he's, I'd say his specialty is definitely um grind beats uh, he makes a lot of instrumentals for, for rappers and things like that um and after we worked on i can't breathe he was sending me instrumentals that that were catered to me so they were like a bit emo a bit dark with you know all of them have guitar in all of them are quite quite sinister a horror movie influence on on the work as well um and so you know i made demos with those instrumentals and into the studio and that's where Sam Blow at Lower Lane Studios, um, he did everything for these tracks. He recorded, mixed, mastered. Um, he's a massive part of my, my sort of music. He does so much, played guitar and rucksack, uh, played bass on it and did some synth work as well. He's just, me and him together, it, it just works. And, and I have him to thank for the EP, definitely. And and Jake, um, JDMH, for, for all the sort of, um, you know, catering to, to, to what I was trying to get out. I love that. I love that. Now, I don't want to I don't want to jump too far into the future here because I know that we're focusing on this EP. But at sure. the same point, you know, you've already sort of diverted sound in terms of genre. Do you have any idea of what you'd like to do in the future if you want to kind of keep what you're doing now or sort of see a further evolution of, you know, the artistry? Yeah, it's a good question, definitely. <laughs> um I mean, I, I'm recording again in September. Um, oh, and great. I'm I'm sort of yeah. So I'm, I'm always if I've got ideas, I've, I've, I'll always have them written. Um, so me and JDMH have got two other tracks that we've we've sort of worked through. Um, they're definitely going to be um, worked on. Um, but I also want to to because I, I released a song called Mushroom Treatment last year, and um, that you you guys obviously heard it. Yeah, and honestly, I got I got to stop you. It's been on my personal playlist. Like I listen <laughs> to it often. Whenever it comes in my car, like I don't skip it. It's a fantastic oh, song. Amazing. Yeah, Thank I mean so that. Much. I mean that. <laughs> Thank you. No, yeah, I, I, I that was my sort of genre at first. It was the indie um, sort of you know lazy rock kind of vibe, um, and I've got to admit that's that's my most popular song. Like people people love it, and for the people who are like fans of mine, they they really love that song i think that's like the staple song for me um but i've written probably three or four more songs that are in the same sort of tone um so i think after this ep this ep is this ep is um sort of it's the sadness that i was feeling it's it's the anxieties and it's the journey through recovery 
my next work is going to be very positive. It's going to be very upbeat and it's going to be the sort of living recovery sort mm. of um, more like mushroom treatment. And this stuff I needed to get out because it was, it was almost like building up inside me and once I took paper and got it recorded, it was right. such a relief and I, and showing people the EP, you know, like family members and friends that they really, they really understood what I was going for. And I just hope that that comes out when it, when it drops. Totally. Well, there's no better way to kind of get the message out than to craft it in the lyrics and even in the tone of the music as well. So if it feels like it's something that you had to get out at the time, then good on you for doing it. Um, now, now you've sort of alluded to some artists that, you know, I guess, shaped or inspired your sound but were there any specific albums in your life growing up that um i guess inspired your path to be a musician or to take that path oh i never i've not been asked this question before i'm so happy you've asked it um <laughs> definitely and um, definitely growing up I've, i'm from a family of five children so i'm the youngest mm-hmm. of five so the influences I've had have been been so broad and amazing. But I am sure of it. That's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, all different walks of life. It's it's pretty crazy. But d- definitely, the first album that ever hit me on an emotional level and sat with me uh, was definitely "Hunky Dory" by David Bowie. That record yes. shaped me as a person. Um, and Bowie's a massive inspiration, not just in sort of my music in my image and in, in, in evolution the guy always yeah. changed he was never the same it's 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 not about developing it's sort of like you can be whoever you want at any given time and that's that's where I saw that in that record um but then this is the strange thing like another massive album that inspired me was um Jay-Z and Kanye West did an album called Watch the Throne which my brother and I loved um, how can you not be inspired by that you don't I, even need to like it. rap or hip hop. It's just it kind of transcends all of it. So exactly, I get they're, that. They're, I get that. There's definitely two albums that are massive. Like I think it was the production on on Watch the Throne. Yeah, um, was just insane. Like the the samples that they used as well. They were just right. insane. That those those two albums very different, but very mm-hmm. important to me. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, you think of two opposite albums. I think you picked them. I think you just did (laughs) it. That's awesome. Well, the thing is, though, is like you have Jay-Z, who's like a lyrical genius, and then you have Kanye on the production side. As much hate as he gets, you know, (laughs) the dude knows how to produce music. So, yeah. Definitely. Kind of impossible to go wrong. Yeah, now we're just hoping for Watch the Throne 2 if that ever happens. I I kind of doubt it at this point. (laughs) That would make 2020 worth going through, definitely. I'd be so happy with that. Um, so, so the next thing I kind of want to know here is your process as a musician. It seems like you would start out with the lyrics or whatever you're feeling, but how do you usually go about creating a song? Yeah. Um, so in terms of like an actual process, there is a process uh, that goes through. Um, you know, I'll, I'll sit down if I'm feeling a certain way. Mm-hmm. I find that a certain it has to start with with a phrase or a sentence. Um, the best way I can sort of word it is how I did it with mushroom treatment was I was basically sat in work and um, someone had said, I heard someone say, oh, you know, 
I used to bomb whiz in a Rizzler, which in the UK is like a, a before they went out, they'd do some narcotic of some sort. You know what I mean? But okay. <laughs> that phrase, that phrase just sat with me and I was like, yeah, yeah. whoa, that is that is crazy. And from that day, I remember exactly I was in work. I finished work and I was like thinking, you know, that first line has to be the first line of the song. And it, it stemmed from there. Um, and then I got home and made that chord progression. Um, and then from there, I, I always record it on my phone. So it sounds absolutely terrible. Um, I'll send it to a few family members and I'll go, you know, does this have potential? What do you think? Um, show a few friends. And then if it's if it's good enough, I'll take it to the studio. Um, but I, I manifest the songs for a long, long time. Sure. Before they go in. So they're recorded at home um, and they'll come up with concepts and I'll try and visualize the actual song before I get in the studio. So, you know, certain emotions come out at certain points. Yeah. And, and then once it's all, it's the, 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 when it's all recorded, doing stuff like this where I'm promoting it and when I'm talking about it. But it's definitely emotion driven for the, the process, definitely. Oh, yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So tell me this, you know, you've, you've taken this path as a musician and an artist, but what are you enjoying the most about being on the creative side of things? It's a very good question, actually. I like that. Um, it's, it's, it's changed a lot. That's sort of the answer to that. Um, I used to think music was almost like mandatory in my life. It was like, if I didn't have music, I'd be, I'd be lost and I wouldn't be myself. But and it was very personal to me, and I was very, um, very private with it, and I was very um, protective over it. Mm-hmm. But now I'd say the best thing about it is is working with other people. That's as a creator. That I think that's just so. When you when two people's ideas come together, it's just, it's so rewarding. It's more rewarding than when it's on your own because yeah. you, you know you, you make these contacts and they be- they become really good um, influences, and and you you do things that you never thought you could do. Um, and I think that's the, that's the best sort of thing about being a creator. Um, and you're always learning, always learning, always getting new ideas, new people, discovering new artists. It's, it's just awesome, awesome community to be a part of. Right. I totally understand that it's got to be pretty nice to, because it is a tight knit community, at least for those mm. that are trying to support others. But I get what you're saying. Sure. So we're starting to see things be scheduled for live music for the latter half of this year we're getting pretty close here is there any chance that you know you might be setting up a mini tour or kind of going out on your own and performing these songs so interestingly enough um i got a email the other day from a venue uh local to me um that reached out and said they wanted to get a gig together in september hell yeah Um, there you go (laughs) yeah so i mean i think i do want to do a tour um, I've never been on tour before, um, and because I've never played these songs live, it's going to take a lot of time to get the the backing track sorted and, and you know decide if I'm playing music or if I'm just singing, because um, right. I don't have like a session um, band or anything like that. And I think I'd want to perform with backing track, um, but I'm definitely going to do a few sort of taster gigs, see what goes down better, and then. Um, definitely looking at touring this year 100% if it's possible I'm, I'm going to try and do it 
That would be awesome. I just, I think that these songs, some of them are so high energy that they deserve to be played in front of an audience and really, I think they'll translate really well. And whether you play with a band or not, like even figuring out the backing track, I think they'll still have that sort of like oomph to it to where (laughs) it'll get the point across. Is there a, is there a specific song that you're looking forward to playing live the most? Yeah, that's a hundred milligrams. Um, I'm, I can't wait to to get that smashed out. It's the first line, <laughs> nice. the the next patient please line in the first sort of line of the tune. I'm just so excited to to scream that line because it's such a the um it's just so evasive the song and it's so aggressive and like you say it's just going to be so high energy and a lot of lot of attitude, a lot of running about. I can't wait for it to be honest. That's awesome. Okay, so I've got a couple <laughs> questions for you that may you may need to go into the deeper side of things. Um, okay. And so answer them how you feel. But the first question is, is what are you trying or what are you looking to accomplish with the CP? It's open-ended. Good question. So, no, it's a good, no, it's a good uh, question. Um, I mean, to be honest, I was really nervous about the CP because I thought, if I released it, the tone of it and, and the sort of some of the songs on it are really morbid and they're really sort of dwelling on and um because the way I approached it is all my songs add to my story and I just want to sort of help my story and see if they can benefit from my experiences. Um and when I first wrote this EP, I listened to it the first time and I was actually like quite upset because of how sad it was and how hopeless. And I just found it, it was, it was quite toxic. It was quite a, a bad thing to, to listen to. And I remember when I recorded it all and I listened to it in full production for the first time and I thought it's not a and gloom. It's a story of hope in this EP and it, something I didn't see straight away I think there's there's a lot of strong messages and I think it will I hope it opens people up to maybe asking people if they're okay more and, and really talking about the feelings and and, and you know yeah. just being open with mental health and and how you're feeling about stuff um and I really do hope that people will see this EP and see the stuff I've gone through um where you don't think that you can come back and you know you can come back and you can build yourself up and it's kind of a, I just want to be some someone that someone looks up to when, when they're feeling low, anyone who's creating or making something or has a goal, it, it can be done, even if you've, you know, you've done terrible things or you've, you've had terrible experiences. Right. I think that's a great answer. I think you, you handled <laughs> it well. And so sort of on the same <laughs> wavelength of things, how would you describe the music you make? Not necessarily within genre, but I guess in feel. Ooh, these questions are awesome. These are the best questions I've had. I love it. Um, <laughs> oof, it's a tough one. I'd say each song is, is so different and not just with EP. I think every song I create, um, I've had this fear of making, you know, when you become an artist, are you going to make the same songs over and over again? Um, but interestingly, I think every song I write has an emotion attached to it. Um, for example, Mushroom Treatment was, that was a loneliness. That was sure. utter loneliness. That song is so 
because the song is so um the song is really sad if you break it down and listen to the lyrics the song is is about being so hopelessly lonely but because it's done in a tone where it's it's acceptable and it's you know it's poppy and it, it, you can move along to it i think it's it's almost like it it doesn't dilute the message but it, it makes it sort of you know more digestible um which i find that some of these tracks are very raw and in your face um Mushroom Trip was very good at being quite subtle in its tone, but then you've got like Rucksack, which is just a straight up four minute, you know, cry for help. Yeah. And and I think each song has its own sort of thing. It's difficult to answer on a whole. Um, sure. But they've all got a they've all got a little tale. But I don't want to give too much away because I want people to interpret it how they want to see it. It'd be interesting to know what people think. Um, I'm quite excited for that sort of feedback. A bit nervous as well, but I'm, <laughs> I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I've only got a couple more questions for you left at this point, but uh, one of the things that I'd like to know is what are some non-musical goals that you've set for yourself for the rest of this year? Oh, cool. Um, so I work full time. Music mm-hmm. is definitely. Um, I wouldn't call it a hobby because it definitely takes up more more of my time and more of my money. Oh, but I, it's a full time job for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I'm I'm actually starting a degree this year. Um, hey, for, nice. Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't go to uni. Um, I didn't really go to college, but um, I'm going to be studying criminology and psychology. Um, hopefully getting um a degree in that just because I'm really fascinated by psychology and you know it's a goal to actually get to know myself better to understand my psychology um, yeah. and just to, to make, make something better. I want to sort of keep my, keep some field separate. So my music is where my creative um, messages come out and things like that. Whereas yeah. I see psychology is, is, is going to be sort of a driver for me to, to understand human behavior and, and it's something that interests me um, outside of, of, you know, sharing it with other people. It's quite a yeah. personal thing if, if you're studying. So I'm looking forward to that. Definitely. I mean, if there's any degree that would go, that would pair well with music, it would definitely be the psychology of things. <laughs> well, really definitely. though, it's, it's the way that you shape things, the way that you, you know, express yourself within the lyrics. Like, I think, I think you're going to excel in that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, of course. All right. So the last thing that I have for you here is for the first time listener of your music, what message would you like to pass off to them? Um, <laughs> probably get ready um because <laughs> get ready <laughs> i think you know what you're going into you know when you listen to um like i don't know oasis you know you're getting into like your proper indie rock sort of thing um with me i think it's more of a go in with an open mind um maybe listen to mushroom treatment first and then go on to uh, sort of the harder stuff um, definitely but yeah i think i just uh, i think it it's a bit of a shock to the system in my music, but I'd just say, you know, go in with no expectations of genre because that's I won't satisfy you. <laughs> um, but, you know, just sort of more than the song, you know, come through. I like that. I like that. All right, Callum. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time. I'm glad that we can make this work. 
for everyone else out there, by the time that this comes out, it will be past April 23rd, which means Me, Myself, or Die is out on all the streaming platforms. So I highly recommend you watch, you listen, you follow along. And uh, yeah, thank you so much again for taking the time. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. Uh, well, it's the morning here, but it's night where you are. So I'm going to say good night and I hope you have <laughs> a, a good rest of your weekend. Thank you very much. You too. Uh, we'll talk soon. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.